and welcome back to the HMO Agency Blueprint podcast. I'm your host, Mo Hakir, and today we're going to be talking about lack of turnover. So lack of turnover was the second of the five challenges that HMO Agency owners face. So before we get into how to solve uh, for lack of turnover, a quick checkpoint to actually make sure that lack of turnover or revenue, as we're going to call it, um, is actually an issue in the business. So most agency owners think that to increase their profit um, or to remove themselves from the day-to-day of the business, they need to grow their revenue. So in some cases, this is true and this is the case. So if you're a one-woman, one-man band, maybe you've got a part-time person or a VA supporting you, then lack of turnover is a real issue because just fundamentally you need to just increase increase your revenue. But for a lot of people, the real issue is that they're not squeezing the margin out of the uh, revenue that they already have. So here's a real life example from an HMO agency owner that I spoke to last week. And so he's got 500 units. He wants to grow to a thousand units. So I said, um, I asked him how much profit he was making. He said about 80K, which was roughly about 20% um, net margin. So he wanted to double the size of the business so that he could double the profit. So I explained to him that there's already at least 80k of profit in the existing revenue that he's already got without having to increase increase the size of the business at all. So on revenue of 400k, uh, a move from 20% margin to 40% margin uh, is actually an increase of of 80k a year. So it's basically double, you know, double the net profit. And so your current net profit margin is something to look at before you consider growing. Um, So check out episode three of the podcast where we talk more about business modeling and how to get more profit out of uh, out of your business but assuming that you are either already at 40% margin um, and you want to grow uh, or that you are a small business with a turnover of say less than about 100k uh, the following is applicable in terms of how to solve uh, for lack of revenue so the way the only real way to solve for lack of revenue is actually to free up director time to focus on client acquisition we're going to talk about client acquisition in terms of client acquisition strategy and then the execution against the strategy which is two sort of distinct parts before we jump into strategy and execution of client acquisition which is a bit of a mouthful the way to free up director time so before we can actually even focus on uh, client acquisition the way to free up the director time is to work on systemization automation uh, delegation um, of the processes in the business so you as the owner as the leader as the director need to get out of the way stop becoming the bottleneck and actually empower your team to run the business and and, and make decisions within the framework of the brand and the company that you've set um, the way you want your, you know, the the way you've got your values set up, your policy and procedure in your business. So you should be reviewing, you should very much be reviewing the outputs of the business via dashboards, KPIs um, and monitoring that the outputs, profit and loss account management accounts, rather than micromanaging on the inputs. Uh, which will keep you trapped in the business if you're constantly trying to sort of look at all what all of the inputs that go into the business. So that will then free up your time so you can focus on client acquisition um, strategy and execution. So if we look at client acquisition and then we look at the first part of that is strategy. So this is defining who your ideal client is and how you're going to acquire them. Because obviously and that's the way that you can actually increase your increase your revenue. The two ways to increase your revenue really are sell more to the same people or sell to more people. So in an HMO agency, 
you're only going to have limited upside of what you can do in terms of selling to the same people. There's definitely some opportunities there, but the main growth is going to come from actually selling to more people, bringing more units on, more landlords on. So um, defining the strategy of uh, who your ideal client is and how you're going to acquire them. So you want clients that are aligned to your business value and aligned to your brand. So are you a high-end agency? Are you a low-end agency? Are you in the middle? Do you specialize in a special type of tenant um, or a special type of client? Um, you want clients that make sense to you commercially, to your business. So um, do you want individual landlords? Do you want larger portfolio landlords? Obviously, you've got pros and cons of both. Um, larger portfolio landlords, um, you've got concentration risk there. So if you have a couple of larger portfolio landlords and then one of them leaves for whatever reason or doesn't renew, you, it's then having, it's got a huge impact on your business. Larger portfolio landlords might be, there's less of them. It might be harder to onboard them. You might have to negotiate on fees or do something uh, different with that kind of stuff. But the benefit is you can increase your size of uh, the, the size of your business very quickly. Um, smaller landlords, you can have loads of them and they, they don't make up any kind of concentration risk, but it's a lot more work to bring on you know individual houses, two houses at a time, three houses at a time uh, with, with individual landlords. So you also might want to consider buying agencies to get the growth. So obviously it's a lot um, quicker to buy than to build a business. So you could potentially buy other agencies. You might just buy their um, their contracts and their book rather than the whole business. You might want to um, you might want to expand into a new area. So you might want their office and you might want their staff, or you might just want their contracts. You've already got your office that you're going to integrate them into. Um, and you also want clients that are easy to find. So you need to be you know you've got to get in front of these people and you've got to sell to them. You want them to be easy to find. So and um, if they are, um, you know, international clients and then you've got an agency that deals with them, obviously you can go directly through them. If they are um, the type of people that might be at networking meetings and obviously you can approach them. If it's easy to target them via social media, you, you definitely want to think about how easy it is going to be to actually get in front of those people. So then you want to come on to where does your ideal client hang out? So like I said, are they at networking meetings? Can you market to them online? Um, are you going to have any kind of referral system in place so that it's not just you doing activity? You've actually got a network of people that are bringing clients back to you for a referral fee or some uh, some kind of business. Um, you know, you might be they might be bringing you business. You might be bringing them business. Um, or maybe the clients will come through a sourcing and refer business. So maybe you've got an adjacent business that you own or that you're working with um, that they do sourcing and then you either they do the refurbs or you do the refurbs, but then you have the, the lettings uh, management on the back end and, and then pick what your channels are going to be. So how are you actually going to get in front of these people? So you don't want too many. You, you definitely just want a couple of channels and go really deep on them rather than, you know, trying to go for like 10 different ways of speaking to your potential client and only not being able to commit enough time on each one to, to get the results you want. So is it going to be leafleting? Is it going to be landlord letters, letters to agencies? Um, if you're going to buy agencies, is it cold calling? Is it Facebook ads? Is it referral schemes? Is it a strategic partnership? Like I said, maybe international investors or a strategic partnership with a sourcing company, etc. Then you'll want to come on to what is your no-brainer offer? Um, so I'll give a book recommendation in a minute. But two considerations for a no-brainer offer are, um, sorry, two considerations are how can you make it a no-brainer offer and how can you acquire new clients at scale without killing your cash flow so if you um if you've got a referral fee where you're paying 100 pounds a room um for anyone that comes to your business you're obviously paying out a load of money before you even get any management fees in so it's going to be very negative for your cash um so you need to think about that on the offer side what's different about your offering um why would 
why would landlords move from what they're currently doing, whether that's self-managing or whether that's with another agency, why would they come to you? Like, what is your offer? So I definitely recommend the book $100 million Offers by Alex Omozi. Some great insight there about how to actually structure an offer. Um, basically so good that people feel stupid saying no, but just actually crafting an offer that you're going to present to uh, present, present your potential clients. And in terms of how to acquire at scale without killing your cash flow, um, as I said, if you offer incentives to landlords, you're paying out money before you actually get money in. Um, ideally, you want to structure it so that your the, the cash you get in from bringing on a new client, so like an upfront payment, is structured in a way that it covers all of your marketing costs um, and and also so all your marketing costs, all your sales costs, and also gives you a profit so that you can sort of bring on unlimited uh, landlords at a profit and you don't have to actually have a marketing budget. Um, and that one's called client financed acquisition. So that's definitely something worth considering as well. So that's your strategy. So you're like, right, how am I actually going to, um, so first part, free up my time. Second part, what's the strategy of client acquisition? And then third part, how am I going to actually execute it? So you've got a choice here and it really depends on the size of your business. Um, it depends on what kind of person you are. Do you like sales? Do you like marketing? And also what other commitments you have in your life. So if you've got family, if you've got other businesses, etc. What else have you got going on that, that might limit your time or, or your resources? And um, option one is that you do all the execution yourself. So probably if you're a smaller agency, um, you'll be going to networking events yourself. You'll be going on people's podcasts. You'll be getting in the local paper. You'll be going to award ceremonies, writing email campaigns and um, doing landlord letters, etc. Um, and you'll probably also do the follow up on the leads and then close them in terms of the sales and then pass them on to your team for onboarding once they've actually signed the signed the management agreement. Um, option two is that you do all the upfront work to generate the leads, but as soon as they're that as soon as they've like signalled an interest in working with you, um, your team picks up on the sales process, going out to the properties and viewing them, doing an appraisal, a rental appraisal, and maybe like a refurb appraisal of the kind of things we could do to make the make the property better. Um, the benefit here is obviously you save some time because your team's doing the work. The downside is that obviously there's staff cost associated with it. Um, and also potentially early on, your team might not be able to close as well as you because it's your business. You're very passionate about it. Uh, the client is speaking to the owner or the director. So there's sort of a, some implied trust there already. I think over time you can train your team up to um, to do landlord onboarding and sales. Um, but it's something to consider definitely at the beginning. Um, and then option three is that you completely delegate the marketing and sales process for client acquisition um, it's probably unlikely for any agencies under like a million pounds in revenue um, that you would fully sort of outsource all marketing and sales uh, for, for client acquisition um, it would probably be well and, and the reason for that is to have in-house marketing team to have um, or an outsourced marketing agency plus in-house um, internal sales it's probably not viable for, for, for that size of, size of business. Um, once you're over a million pounds in revenue, potentially it is. But what would be most likely is you'd have a hybrid of option two and option three. So you would outsource some elements of client acquisition. You might work with a marketing company, um, but the director would be involved um, in larger portfolio landlord, landlord acquisitions. You probably more like outsource the front end, the marketing part. But then when you get to the sales conversations, especially for larger portfolio landlords or if you're buying companies, you'd probably be more likely to still be involved in that as, as the owner. Um, but then obviously the team can run smaller landlord uh, acquisition campaigns and, and dealing with smaller landlords and then obviously all the onboarding as well. So in summary, uh, for lack of revenue, number one, check that revenue is the actual issue. 
um, and that you're actually already at, at least 40% net margin. If you're not, then there's a problem there that you can solve much easier than just growing. Um, you can actually get more profit just from solving your, your margins. Number two, for small businesses under, say, 100K turnover or for larger businesses that are already at that 40% net profit margin, then follow the next steps. So three is freeing up director time to focus on client acquisition. So we talked about systemization, automation, delegation, using scorecards, KPIs, management accounts to run the business on outputs rather than micromanaging on inputs. Um, number four, define strategy. So client acquisition strategy, who's the client, who's the client avatar, like your ideal client? What channels are you going to use to to speak to them? And what is your offer? Um, and then number five, execute against the strategy. So either you do everything, you do hardly anything or like somewhere in between. Um, and it will depend on the size of the business and other contextual factors. And then literally repeat those steps um, as, as you go. And that's it. So that's how you get to um, increasing your revenue. If that is actually a problem that you've got or something you want to do, and you've already covered the first parts of actually really squeezing as much profit as you can out of your existing business. Then that's the, the steps to increase your uh, increase your revenue. So massive thank you for listening and watching. Um, this podcast is available on video where the platform allows. So like Spotify and stuff like that. Um, if you have any specific questions, please drop me an email. It's mo at hmoagencyblueprint.com. Uh, or find us on Instagram, which is at HMO Agency Blueprint. Um, and if you've got any questions uh, or comments or specific challenges you're facing, I'll record some specific content around that um, as well. So thanks again, and we'll see you on the next podcast.